0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good evening and welcome once again to Madam Perry's Salon, my cultural salon in cyberspace. I am your host and groove mistress, Madam Perry, but you can call me Jen, Jennifer, JP, Perry, Miss Perry, the boss, whatever you want to call me, Even Hun, I don't care. I'm just happy that you're here. This is the podcast that loves you and the podcast where you meet all kinds of famous people and fascinating people. And, you know, I was was saying recently uh, that people have been so good to follow, to subscribe, to share. It's like, uh, you know, I check the stats. I want to know who you like and what, what you want more of. And then sometimes I'll check stats and all of a sudden the numbers have gone way up up for, you know, a couple of days. And I just think, okay, who did they like? What did they listen to? And I check the uh, sites like Apple, iTunes podcast page, uh, Stitcher page, and people leave reviews. For the show, which was a surprise to me at first. And so uh, somebody put yesterday <laughs> that, um you know, no, last week. Oh, people usually put down things like, um I felt like I was uh, um, in a uh, really wasn't a genie bottle in outer space before the end of the show or cyberspace, and people say that they like the fact that sometimes it could be a famous person that they know, maybe an author that they've read a lot of, someone they've seen on television, like if you like Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries and you like Anthony, who plays Cecil on there, he's been on the show and his wife, who's also an actor. Um, or sometimes it's people you've never heard of, and maybe an anthrozoologist, a sociologist, a food historian, and yet you say in the reviews that you like them all, and I appreciate that. So you say, well, this is a well-known person, not well-known. It's fun, and that's how I want to keep it, keep it interesting for you, and just keep bringing the fantastic guests. But because you review, because you subscribe and share, that's what helps me to keep bringing so many cool guests like I've oh had lately. Uh, like we've got coming up, you know, Donnie Most from Happy Days was here, and he's got a lot of new shows, uh, TV shows and, and films out. Uh, with, one with Anson Williams, his old co-star, the first time they've acted together since Happy Days. Also coming soon, hold on loosely, folks, it's Jeff Carlisi. I know that was a bad segue. Jeff Carlisi, guitarist for 38 Special, that big hit, hold on loosely. He's coming back um, in September. Uh Wednesday night we've got Mitzi Zaretto. Uh she's former uh, T V host in Britain. She's got a Britain and US citizenship, although she was born here in the US. And she's got a new anthology she's edited about true crime in small towns. And this is small towns all over the world. And she'll be here Monday night. And also next week we're gonna have Paige uh Nan Pollock and she is a voiceover artist and foley operator at studios in Los Angeles. And she's uh been talking about coming on for a while, so, yeah, that'll be fun, too. Uh, So, tonight, uh, you know, I'm always fascinated by people who are able to, who have a gift, uh, a gift of um, psychic abilities and such, and who put their gift to use, as I think most of them do, that I know, toward helping people, whether it's helping police helping families, helping businesses on projects, uh, like whether it's missing person, finding missing objects, treasures, solving mysteries. And tonight's guest, that is what she does. And she's worked on some pretty high-profile cases and been on television uh, and offered her expertise on movies, documentaries, uh, everything from NBC in the U.S., NHK in Japan. Uh, fascinating lady, and I'm just going to... Stop the intro and bring her here. I'm so excited to have Jeanette Natasha Lucas here in Madame Perry's salon. Welcome to the Genie Bottle, Jeanette. Hey, thank you for having me. I am delighted. Tell me what you want to and talk about. A, <laughs> well, for, I'll tell you, the first thing I want to make sure of is that even though we've talked on the phone a few times last week, um, I noticed that your name, Jeanette, is spelled in the European or the French or the Italian way. So I just wanted to make sure I was saying your name correctly. You were, you were. Okay, Good. All right, Janet. Well, let's see. First of all, uh, introduced you. You've got several high-profile cases. I think I posted something on social media uh, where you had helped find. Uh, well, you've helped find a lot of people who've been missing, and also comments uh, or some help that you gave on the Kaylee Anthony case uh, a few years back. Which, mm-hmm. although it's, it's a been it's been a while, but it still matters to people. And it does. I just want to know, when you do work like that, when you find somebody who's been missing, um, it's got to be good when you can help resolve something for a family so they don't keep wondering and uh, for the police, and especially if you can stop someone who's perpetrating these crimes. But I can imagine it's got to wear on you, too. How, How do you do it? Well, I...
2: I think a lot of times people don't realize you have to get the right sleep and you have to schedule and you have to, I don't want to say cut people off, but you have to sit here and say, I'll give you a time frame or a deadline. And when you do that, you can control your casework better because then when you relax, you start getting more, I start getting more input on the case itself. And a lot of people think you're going to talk about it for eight hours. And I learned through time, it's, you get to a point where you can't spend the night at the person's house with... The the victim's family. You can't spend time at someone's house where, oh, we're going to have a party and we want you to stay here. You have to go to a hotel. You have to have your downtime. And a lot of psychics don't put that up front and, and declare, hey, I have to have my private time just so your brain takes a rest.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess you do have to, well, I would say, you know, even people who are entertainers that enjoy what they do, they have to have their downtime and their private time that people expect them to be Mm -hmm. on and entertaining. And also I know from what I've read and from what I know of of friends who have psychic abilities, they say, you know, it can sometimes, it can take a toll on the physically and maybe emotionally and spiritually. and, And you need sometimes extra rest maybe a little bit more than people expect or a little bit more than the average person is. Is that true of of most psychics? I think
2: it can. I I do believe sometimes it can go in that direction. It depends on the job I'm working on. Some case work is very easy. Another case work like treasure hunting um, can take a toll on you because um, there's, I don't just work on treasure hunting. I work on, let's say you had 300 acres and I have to find any kind of grave sites, I have to – so so we have a list of things to look for. We have to look for the pirates' goodies. We have to look for the mafias' goodies. And that can be very taxing. And people think, oh, you can do it overnight. And it, it, to be more accurate, it's better to pace yourself. Just like a really good track person, you know, running the track.
1: Yeah. You're, you're yeah. the horse that wins. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, very good. Yeah, that that makes sense. Now, if you could before before we start taking calls, and by the way, if you if you've got a question or something you want to ask Jeanette, uh, the number to call is 646-716-9922, which is a toll free call in the continental U.S. Blog Talk Radio assures me, or if you can't make a call, and again, the number is 646-716-9922. If you can't call, you can always send me a message. Because, you know, Jeanette, sometimes people are in a situation, maybe a job or something, where they can't make a phone call. But they can just send the message through Facebook, either through Madam Perry Salon or Jennifer at Perry, and I'll get your message and, and ask and pass it on. Now, um, working, I also wanted to, to touch on things like you work as a paranormal advisor
2: I I I cover the whole tree of um the genetics of ghost ghosties whatever you want to call it um from true crime to missing objects to missing animals uh writing about it um I work on uh, you know the paranormal can be anything I don't do anything to do with the word h e l l <laughs> or <laughs> devil work that kind of thing I like the happy stuff. <laughs> um, I can, but ghosty stuff is not always evil. You know, it's not always, let's get scratched today. <laughs> um, so I, I, I can cover lots of things. I can cover uh, dream work. I can cover how to increase your dream work, um, the plethora of the paranormal. So, yes, people call for all sorts of things.
3: Okay.
1: And, of course, I've got to mention one more thing, because this is something you don't always see a lot. But Then again, I read that young people are picking up on this. Dowsing. What is dowsing?
2: Right. Okay, so um, I'll just give you the quick story and history of dowsing. So uh, let's say you're in Europe and you're a man and you're really thirsty and you're walking along and you've got a stick in your hand and you're thinking wow i'd like some water and suddenly he noticed when he was walking that his stick was pulled down sort of magnetically not magically magnetically and when he did he kept paying when he paid attention to it he started to dig in the area where the stick um pointed And when he did, he said, oh, my gosh, there's water here. And he got to fulfill himself with with water. And he tried it again. He walked out into a field, and he said, show me water. And when the stick went down, which is also called water witching, um, he found water. And he was so shocked by it, he told the king about it because he was a farmer, and his name was Dowsing, and it was in Europe. And that's why the name got stuck. The the king said, okay, we're going to name this after you. Uh, for your legacy, and it's it's dowsing. So you can use uh, pendulums, you can use L rods, you can use a stick. You'll see a lot more people in the ghosty territory um, on TV using an L rod or a pendulum. Um, and it really helps you to pinpoint information. Um, when I did the Kaylee Anthony case, I used all sorts of talents from the dream work to the dowsing work, um, and I used my visions. But you can incorporate all those talents and suddenly your accuracy rate goes up. So I encourage people every day to learn how to douse because the accuracy rate um, on the pinpointing part is much
3: better.
1: Talking about dream, you, you mentioned back there dream work, and I guess I don't, I don't know much about it. Only, all I know is that I've read about it um, in, in work that has to do with um, people in Australia, maybe the aborigines. Mm.
2: Really? Well, what I do is I when I did the Kaylee Anthony case, for example, is I took they, they eventually sent me the teddy bear, but I had already told them um, in June, I guess, that this is where her remains were. And people fought it. And that's the problem with the family being victimized and so forth. Um, so uh, when they sent the teddy bear, I put it by my bed, I drank a lot of water during the night. Water causes a reflection of our mind, sort of. It's almost like a mirror effect. And the dream showed me go out of the house, take a right, take a right, uh, look look for the suburban, um, look past the pavers. She's right there. You can't miss it. Keep going behind a particular house. And I got the details. And so what I do is I write up all the details, and then I call the person, and I said, oh, it's, she's right here. Um, but again, it's almost like a three-part process um, using the dream work. You get the information. You, you analyze it. Then you give it to the people, and they have to do the follow-through. And if they don't do the follow-through, it takes another 30 days. And so people go, oh, no, I didn't find her. Yes, you did. You just didn't keep going further. <laughs> um, and so that's, that, you know, it's, it's definitely a brick wall with the, the the psychic field or the paranormal field. Um, so you just have to be brave and keep going.
1: So dream work is really impressive. Hmm. Yeah. It sounds so. Uh, I, I, um, something else i would never, <laughs> another thing in the long list of, of items I know very little about. Um, so when you work with, um, a family though with maybe a lost person or when you, it, are there are certain things that they ex, expect, do they expect more of a television type experience or how do you manage their expectations so you can be with able to work to the best. Outcome? I,
2: right. With my work, I don't think they do. Um, typically I do all the work from home and um, I, I tell people you can come here. I, I did a job in, um, I think it was Pittsburgh PA and um, I haven't gone public on that one either. And on that particular case, um, one of the family uh, friends and also uh, a community uh, member who was an advocate for gays drove all the way down here. um, I mean, five hours from Pennsylvania to come meet me, go over a map location, pinpoint the location. Um, She drove back the same day, very brave woman, and the next day she told everybody she got sixty people to go to, to to get together, team up, and search the area where I said start here. She's over here, but I want you to start at this A point. She's at C point. On the way to from A point to C point, at B point, you're going to have somebody who's there that killed her, and somebody's going to react. Ah. And I I gave oh. specifics. I said, okay, she's at this park. She's near a church. It's no longer a church. It's abandoned. So it looks like a church. You know, the steeple and that kind of thing from the 1700s. Mm -hmm. And um, when they got there and they left at A point, they kept getting closer and closer to the body. And um, at B point, a woman screams out, oh, my God, I see her. She's right there. And she was the killer. Surprise. (laughs) So that was was a real fun uh, case because... Um, I, it was a little quirky. It was her, uh, the woman who was murdered was a, a female gay stockbroker. And the woman was awesome. And I think that back then, um, it was quite a while ago, uh, cops didn't put out a lot of effort for a gay relationship. And mm-hmm. I said, Look, who cares? She's somebody's daughter. Let's just go find her. And the friend drove down and we pinpointed it. She ran back up. Um, they found her i believe on a sunday and uh, the very next day pennsylvania had a blizzard and had they not gone on that sunday um they wouldn't wouldn't have found her for months because the snow would have oh, covered yeah. her up yeah yeah this, these are the these are the little quirks of true crime i mean it you know uh, i mean a lot of people see movies of you know um indian shows or going after certain things. And, and they're like, Oh, well, you know, it snowed. We couldn't find the path, you know? And then you have Indian American, Indian American Indian trackers. And sometimes they even have a hard time with snow causing problems. Mother nature gets in
1: the way. Really? Yeah. These are the things that, uh, yeah, they don't always, they don't always put into the TV shows or film, but this is real. This is the way it really works is what the, the things that really do happen. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. My goodness. Um, What about, I wanted to ask you about, you know, sometimes when people talk about ghosts and some of these, um, and there are so many TV shows and things now that make it popular, but have you ever encountered, um, when people talk about spirits that have left, that have stayed behind or left behind or looking for something Mm -hmm. or whatever, but have you ever experienced uh, maybe something friendly like a child That wasn't a scary, wasn't a terrifying thing, but just... uh, Mm -hmm. Well, you know,
2: where where I live, I'm in the South. And yes, I live right 10 minutes from Richmond, Virginia. And a lot of people are unaware of the fact that we have a lot of cemeteries here. And um, for example, my house is not haunted, but we do have ghosts that come to my house or to the deck. (laughs) And when they do they either make a noise of walking across the deck from their civil war boots and other times they'll make another (laughs) noise or you'll hear a little girl in the background crying or a little girl talking i mean it's it's uncanny but it's not a haunted house it's just the whole area has a problem and um you just have to be nice to them and tell them to go outside the house um now i just i told you about one recently that was just oh my gosh it was so heart-touching It was um, a family, it was about a family, Um, I don't remember what state, so let's say the Midwest, and their son passed away, and I guess he was a teenager, so I I do recall he was about 17, and somebody, when they went to go see their son, which was more frequent because it had been a recent passing, um, they noticed somebody was messing up the flowers or stealing the flowers or messing up the candles, lighting the candles, turning off the candles, (laughs) it was really fascinating, so they put up those uh, deer cams those animal uh, cameras you know around the uh-huh. trees and they they uh, talked with the um, cemetery got authorization and um, it, it was like a 3d kind of thing and um, it, it, you know finally around 2 a.m a little girl which is 40 actually because you couldn't see through her she was walking out of a grave All right. I mean, you could tell she had long hair down to her shoulders. But when I say little, I mean it it turns out she was two and a half or three, and she walked from her grave over over to like five graves graves down, and she was getting stealing a flower, or trying to talk (laughs) to him, and blowing out the candles. I mean, that video is on um is on the internet, and it was so touching because they saw her leave that particular grave so the next day they went over after they viewed the the video they went over to the gravesite and contacted the parent of the child who had died like 2 years before that and she the mother of the of the child who died said that's my daughter yes that's and it it, it touched her so much that her little girl was still alive in spirit and so i'm sure oh. she was going to the gravesite more to talk i don't think all um do that I just think it's here and there so it makes it exciting when you catch something so authentic it's 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 wonderful but this one is a heart heart heart-wrenching you know she's she sounds like the little girl seems to me as if she's reaching out hi you
1: want (laughs) to play ghosty to ghosty let's go play (laughs) I would imagine that I would uh, it, it would have been um uh, when they approached the the little girl's mother about it, you know, some people might not mm-hmm. take too well to that. But then again, there are some who are happy to know that things are fine, that she's still herself.
2: It, and, I think I would feel really good to know that my daughter in spirit is around and I can go talk to her. That's just me. Mm-hmm. I would be thrilled. But fortunately, my daughters are still here. <laughs> fortunately, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, fortunately. I mean, things do happen right now. COVID is is the number one priority for everyone to avoid. Um, but right now, what's going on in our area, um, we are hearing more bootsteps than anything. We're not, um, we're not seeing more newer people. Um, a lot of times when a true crime happens here in Richmond, sometimes we'll see the um, – normally we see – you can see almost as if a Civil War person walked away. Um, In their uniform, uh, typically blue versus gray, not that it matters. Um, But on, um, gosh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, So on, on, uh, lately it's been the boots, boom, 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 boom across the
1: kitchen floor because we have wood floors. When, uh, have you ever had anyone in your house, and you know I know the answer to this, have you ever had anyone in your house who was surprised about the boots and the sound? Yes.
2: We um, we had a sleepover one time um, the night of the prom for one of my daughters, and a couple of the guys all wanted to come over and, and be at the house with the girls. So we had about, I don't know, six or eight girls. And <clears throat> what we did was we put the boys in the family room about 50 feet away <laughs> and at, at a good distance and I was the other 50 feet so I, I I I'm a very light sleeper and I I warned the boys I said now I just got to tell you we do have a civil war guy who walks in and out of the house and I just want well, you know if you hear bootstep it's it's not me and it's not the boogeyman and typically he's just protecting the girls so the guys go to sleep and they're woken from the bootsteps and they they you know how you sit on the sofa and then you stand up and you can see stuff into a kitchen it's it's an open open area uh-huh. and what was so funny was all the kitchen cabinets had been opened and they ran back the boys ran back to the girl area and they said you gotta see this you gotta see this and when they got back to the kitchen in a matter of minutes talking to the girls and telling them what happened all the cabinets were closed and Uh-oh. I thought, and, 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 yeah. And the boys, of course, are 17, 18. They said, we're taking an Uber home. We're going to go. We can't. No, <laughs> we can't do this. <laughs> I, and I'm sure Georgia has plenty of ghost stories. I mean, Savannah is, you know, top of the line with with all the, the ghost stories, you know.
4: Oh, um, we yeah. don't have
2: anything bad here. We don't have anything bad here, which is great it's all It's all sweet, you know, and I'm sure the people who who eventually buy my house because it's going on the market soon will not have problems. I think the ghost he sort of follows us, you know, and <laughs> it it makes you feel more secure because when you hear him you you get up and check and everything's fine, so
1: that's what happens <laughs> that's really good hey um. I know that. Uh, Look at your website. And by the way, if you want to find a website, it's reach Jeanette, Just R E A C H G I N E W T E dot com. And of course, I'll be sharing that as I have been. But I'll be sharing that on all of my social media as Madame Perry Salon, as well as Jennifer Perry. I'll be sharing it everywhere so you can find it. But I noticed on uh, on your website uh one of the things that discusses i think is on the on uh places you've worked is that you've also done work with the military Um that you've worked with rather you know just uh, different businesses, but also the military has hired you and you know I think there was um a time when people used to not think that this was a legitimate Thing, a psychic ability, and now it seems that mm. people are. Now, I know that I used to work many, many years ago with the police department of DeKalb County, Georgia, which is a, a pretty large is part of Atlanta, and I know that um, my friends there who were police officers and detectives, uh, there were some that had great respect for psychics. In fact, I even called – actually, my ex-husband was a um, detective. I remember waking up during the night one night and said – over at North Lake Mall, uh it's been raining, it's wet, but on the parking lot by Pennies you're gonna find a, a a knife, a hunting knife, you know, and, and he he went. I mean he didn't go go back to bed. You know, he just he went and found it and he called me back. Do you know anything else? No. But um but they got what they needed. But I know that they a lot of policemen now officers or military seem to have respect for your business and for your talent, and your abilities. Do you find That's true. And would you tell me maybe something about mm -hmm.
2: it? Well, I think that um, just to cover a couple of things I've done, um, I finally got on tape one of the witnesses when I worked with the FBI and um, he was very welcoming. Um, I think that he was welcoming because I gave specifics Um, on mine. I give a lot of detail because I had like four near death experiences. And I think that, When I died, they said, do this and this and this and this, and I followed their protocol. Um, That helps relay information to the police department. So um, when I did the FBI work, he was in my living room. We sat there at a table, no Ouija board, and I said, let's take a look at a map. And I said, it feels like it's right here. And I said, next to – this was on the Chandra Levy case – and I said, it's right next to the police department with the horses. And on, in Rock, Rock Creek Parkway, they have two police departments, one police only, and the second one is horses and cops only. And, and I thought that was really interesting. So I gave specifics. I said, walk down the hill, and she's right in the water or creek bed right there. And the problem when they, when they eventually turned around and sent in 300 cops um, oh. or rookies, I was so excited when I just heard the other day that that was because of me that they took a risk. And so they, you know, because I had such a good track record with predictions and that kind of thing, um, I predicted 9-11 and I didn't say 9-11. I said September 11. And Mm -hmm. so I think when they hear these YouTube interviews or they hear from other cops, wow, she was amazing. um, I would say 75% of the time they're receptive. Then you have the 25 who want you to do it all over again, and you have to be accurate again and again and again. And when I say accurate, I'm talking about all the details. Um, and my theory is is that if they're welcoming, give it a shot. And the, the problem is some case work, the body is buried 30 feet deep, and I say, you don't. I'll pinpoint the area, but you're going to have to get canine, or you're going to have to get a metal detector, because a lot of people don't realize that even though we're, Human, you can still metal detect. For example, some people have in their bodies, you know, like a pacer, and you can pick that up with a metal detector. Um, mm-hmm. Dogs have found bodies from the 1600s, so um, it's really hard to get away from a get a, get away with crime now. And so, going back to your comment, are cops receptive? The military is more receptive. It depends on the um, level of the military officer, like a colonel or a general. Uh, they tend to open doors for me. Um, I've worked with uh, a certain army overseas, and a general called me to find a missing man from a foreign country. And um, so, so the receptivity is good uh, based on – their positive attitude um, on, on the one I did for a foreign country. I just, just want to mention this because it doesn't always happen. I, sometimes I just get amazingly, um, I don't want to say lucky, but accurate. And um, I said a man was missing and the general goes, okay, we're going out. It's 4 a.m. We're going to go out and we're going to go to this location you mentioned because according to our information, it's, a, it's an empty base. And I said, well, they have tunnels. And they got there with, you know, the – the high tech equipment and the, I don't want to call it Blackhawks. I don't know what that foreign country uses, but they had the helicopters and everything and they got building. I sent them to, there was a cigarette burning and mm. they grabbed the cigarette because they were hoping it was like the soldier saying, Hey, I'm here. And they took the cigarette and did the DNA. And I don't know if you get the cold chills, but it was him. And yeah. the they found tunnels at the facility and they, they knew that they had just left like minutes before because they heard him coming in so um, I was thrilled that he was receptive because the military started out with my father and also with Joe McMonagle and also the uh, Stargate project And so if you were referred by somebody, thank God, um, a lot of times people would be nicer to you. Sometimes, um, a couple of times the FBI wasn't nice to me. I mean, they just literally insulted me and thought I was stupid. And what am I doing here? And how could I know where a person is? Um, I have a case in Williamsburg where I walked right where the dogs walked and using an L-Rod, you know, the dowsing. And I said, the bodies are right there. I can smell it. And they have left them there, uh, two people, uh, gosh, I guess I was 27. So it's it's been a good long time, like 30 years already, and they have never been dug up or picked up or anything. And the feds go, we can't go there. Uh, the location is a Navy base, and so we're stuck with knowing they're here, but we can't do anything. I said, yes, you can. You contact the Navy and you try to take the dogs over to the naval base at a certain point you can't go past the fence. So, you know, it, 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 gets very frustrating, but I would say all in all we're at a 75% receptive, uh, base at the moment.
1: Man, Wow. You know, um, <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it does give me chills. It definitely does. Um, Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go ahead and open up the lines for phone. And, you know, there's so much, so many things, uh, my gosh, to talk to you about that I do hope that you enjoy your time here because I want you to come back again. And especially, you know, the last few years, I've missed my Halloween shows. I used to have a big one every year, and I think it's time to start again, and I would definitely like for you to come back for those. And I would special.
2: love to. I love Halloween. It's fun. Um, we'll just cover the positive casework. <laughs>
1: All right. you know, well, um, and
2: I do want to tell people, if you want to learn ghosty, contact the Fort Organization, F-O-R-T-E Organization. And I started out with them helping them with their ghost tours. And they have a lot of authentic ghost cases, which is great. You won't get scratched. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll hear what, what people right. ask out about online on now.
1: Okay, thank you. All right. So we've got a call here from somebody else who loves Halloween. And uh, actually, I'm just going to, she she knows how to uh, beam here into the uh, genie bottle. And I'm going to introduce uh, Rebecca or Becky Kyle. Becky, welcome back to Madam Mary hey Salon. Hey, you're talking to me and Jeanette Lucas.
3: And you Jeanette, love Halloween. it's a pleasure to talk to you. God, I love Halloween. I was born on Friday the 13th. I don't celebrate my birthday. I sube- celebrate My unbirthday, so I'm about 110 years old and unbirthdays. That's pretty cool.
2: I hear you. So, so how can I help you, Becky?
3: Well, I'm going to say one thing. My cat and I ran a ghost out of this house. Ooh! Before I ask you my question, so I'll, Jennifer, I will tell you that story on Halloween. All right. Okay, I'll that's be waiting. That's a great we'll write idea. That down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you got a question for Jeanette? All right. So I really loved Barack Obama. I appreciated him. I, I, I enjoyed his speeches. Um, I voted for him twice. I'd vote for him three times. But, you know, that's not, a, not legal. Um, so I wrote him a fan letter at the end of his term and just thanked him for everything, and I got a personal signed letter back. Now, my husband knows that I'm a disorganized, Friday the 13th, chaotic, left-handed person. (laughs) So when I got the letter, he said... Left-handed in there? (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, what can I say? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Jennifer, I'm chaos. You know that. Yes, yes. And yes. good chaos, mostly, but chaotic. Yeah. Um Yeah. But anyway, I he, he takes it and says, "You're going to lose this. We want to frame this, and I'll put it someplace safe." He put it someplace safe. He put it someplace safe yeah. from both of us.
2: Yeah, you can't find it. All right. So when I go to find missing objects, here's my protocol. Um, mm-hmm. What you'll have to do is send me a floor plan of your house. And mm-hmm. then what I do is say, um, show me, I'll say it to myself or, sh- you know, sit there on the phone with you. And I pinpoint a spot and I say, I like this area. Same thing with mm-hmm. um, very treasure hunting. I like this area. And then what I do is say, I want you to stand there, and I'll tell you. In other words, I need to know if your house is facing north. So let's say it's facing north, and I'll say go to like 330 degrees, or when you're in the room, I want you to look for an object next to it. So if it's a red object, which I think it's red, but I see a bright yellow ugly color, like you know how um, you get CDs in, in a yellow box? Um, Mm -hmm. sometimes they come in yellow like in other words I think my one of my um, security cds is in a yellow box or some of the computer boxes are yellow like the same color yellow as uh, such and such for dummies so and yet it could be you have to think outside of the box it could be right next to some other for dummies because we're dummies (laughs) and so and even some dictionaries have that same color yellow so I'm picking up it's it's an area where um, you go to frequently or should go to frequently. So if I'm getting office, I'm going to say most likely it's an office or it's a room that seems like an office, and so I'm going to say bookcase. So um, <clears throat> so what we need to do is you need to send me the floor plan of the house, and you mm-hmm. need to show me where the ninety the, the zero degree is the north zero on the house, and um, what I need to do is narrow down a, a search area. And then we get on the phone, and I say, I want you to look for this, this, this. And typically, I mean, here's what happened to me when I did a, a case for the Smithsonian Magazine interview. Um, I told the gentleman, um, you need to go to your office, and I see a window. I see a desk under the window, the only window in the room, uh, two drawers on on the desk. So I feel like it's on the right. So if you face the desk, the two drawers on the right, go second drawer down. That's just a quick uh, quip of of what I did do, you know, just quick. Mm-hmm. And I said, pull out the second drawer, and I want you to pull out red. Not that uh, not that red happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, does it have anything to do with Christmas, Santa, Santa Claus, Kris Kringle, whatever? You get the general idea. And he said, yeah, there is a red file folder in the drawer. There's only one. I said, pull it up, put it on its side. I want you to go three back and three forward. He goes, are you crazy? I said, no. And so, of course, he did that, and he found the folder he was looking for. Of course, he screamed because he was so shocked. And he said, oh, I thought you were fake. So I got a write-up, <laughs> a whole, an entire half page in the Smithsonian Magazine. The Smithsonian, not a blog, nothing like that. This is the mm-hmm. real deal. And um, he was just so thrilled because I also found a second item for him, both with dowsing um, I, I, you know, a lot of people call it remote viewing. You co- like I said, you combine all this information and you 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 get the results or the answers. But the, the second part, I, as I mentioned, is the person has to get in the office and take the risk. So w- we'll get you to do it. So you'll have to do the floor plan, and then once I get the floor plan in the mail, please, You know, if you if you want to, you can take a picture and send it to me in my email, and I'll print it out if it's good enough. Otherwise, you have mm-hmm. to you know slug mail and send it to me. And then I'll tell you where I'd like you to go. Now, on the Smithsonian uh, Magazine, um, what I did was found two items for him because I said, oh, you've got two items. I have a client right now. She has a bunch of coinage. And, oh, my God, it's been so hard to find because it's it's silver coins and gold coins, and I'm trying to find all of it. But she keeps moving it. Um, she and her mom are cleaning house, and they have moved stuff. And some things are easy to find. Like I'll tell you, oh, there's – um, for example, I'm in my office right now, I'll say, Oh, it's right next to the flowers, the fake flowers in the office. Mm-hmm. And I only have one item of fake flowers in the office if that makes sense. Um, so that might help you. So yeah, send it on. I'll give um I'll give Jennifer my address and everything. Or you can call me directly. Should I give out my name and number? I mean my number now, Jennifer?
1: If you want to, sure. Sure. Um, if you want? I, I'll, I'll, send it, I'll
3: send it yes. via Jennifer if you want me to, or I'll take it via the that's, number, whichever that's way fine.
2: Yeah, so okay. I, I'm going to tell people I'm, I'm doing a lot of writing work right now for for example, a network. a couple of networks want my information mm-hmm. you know for a project, and mm-hmm. so my key goal right now is write, right, 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 right. So I'm not, I'll do this <clears throat> missing object and then you can share it on the show. Um, okay. And sometimes sometimes you can find it in minutes. And other times, it takes me like three months. So I tell people right up front, when you call me, don't expect instantaneous results. I mean, it does happen. Yay. Um, and and even missing persons. Um, I look at the Kaylee Anthony case. When they did that one, um, I told them in June, they didn't look. They didn't go there. And then by October, I called them back and I said, look, the dream is the same. The vision is the same. Um, you know, again, the new word is remote viewing versus vision. Okay, it's more acceptable. It's a uh, it's a more techie terminology, um, but I was on the money and people thought, Oh, there's no way, but they didn't realize I've been doing this since I was like seven. And my father was very famous in the same field. So give it a try. Let's try to find your letter. Of course mm-hmm. it's important. I, I agree. It's it's a, it's a great, great story. And let's see if we can bring it to closure.
3: works for me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a, i am a terrible artist if I can't find an official floor plan it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see what I draw but well you I'll just draw
2: rectangular square and you have to do mm-hmm. each floor
3: mm-hmm. okay Mhm. I can do that and then sometimes
2: oh, wow. if I say yeah if I say send me a picture you can text me a picture so for those people out there that that are interested in the reading I do have uh the the website. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm on 571-358-1444, 571-358-1444. And I tell people, don't call me tonight after the (laughs) show because I'm just too busy. But tomorrow is fine. And if you don't want to call tomorrow and you want to call down the road, great. If you don't want to call, don't call. Um, But I'll tell you, the paranormal is fine. True crime is interesting. You can't make it up. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> That's not um, true. Uh, okay. Have your website as well because somebody. Uh, reach.
1: Yeah. Reach Jeanette. Reach And, of course, as I said, I'll be sharing that on Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. LinkedIn, Instagram, everywhere. So. Um, everywhere. Or you can always message me <laughs> if you didn't get it somewhere. Some people listen to this podcast when they're driving or jogging, and then they'll come back and go, well, you know, I couldn't write it down, so I just go, I'll always share it, or you can always message me and ask me for something. So, mm-hmm. all right. Yep. And, yes, if you go to the website, she, yes, she is available. Uh, Jeanette Lucas is available for a consultation, for hire, for um, speaking, uh, parties, oh. whatever. She's um.
2: Oh, Jennifer, you'd be yeah. so fun to work with for a party. I mean, you know. Tell all those executives out there, grab you and I up for a party, and oh, my God, we would probably die laughing the entire time.
1: <laughs> we would. You, you know? know what I told? I told – and I'll make this quick because we've got another caller waiting. I told uh, – I don't know if I've ever told you about this, Becky, but years ago, uh, a booking agent, when I was trying to get my band going, sent me – gave me a call, said – I'm listening to the message. Hey, I got a gig for you, Friday night. I go, oh, great, and he goes – reading poems at a stockbroker convention i'm going she never even listened to my tape that was back in the tape days. (laughs) and then she said uh a cassette not eight track so she said uh um, and then she said i know i know you're a singer but i think of you as a comedian if we get Madame bell who was the Big psychic in Atlanta back in those days she 's going to tell them they 're going to die, bring the party down, but you 're a comedian, you can make them laugh and By God, I got it. So I thought, oh, what the hell the money 's good. I got a book on palm reading. I studied it very hard. I was taking lessons from some people at this um, and doing some writing for an, uh, a new age uh, tabloid newspaper in Atlanta. And so uh, I went, sure enough, you know, people, sometimes it's just a matter of a sense of humor, too, you know, because I've worked retail. I mean, I don't do real psychic stuff, but sometimes if you read and, yeah, it was fun. Oh, we have a big time. Like I turned to a tarot card with uh, the guy with the cups and he's got his head down. And I said, looks like you got drunk with George Harrison, you know, because I couldn't think of anything else. And they'd laugh, you know, because the guy had a mustache and a beard on the tarot card. But, yeah, we would have a ball. So if you want to hire Jeanette and Madam Perry, hey, we are available and we are fun. Um, Okay, so thank you so much, Becky. And I'm going to mute you, so if you want to stay on and listen, and I'm going to bring in some other folks. Got two more calls. Yay, for Jeanette. Thank you, Jeanette.
3: We're going to to find your letter, Becky. Becky. Don't worry. I say leave. She's
1: going to find your letter. Okay. All right. And coming in all the way From North, oh no, from South Carolina. Uh, I've got a call. Hi, this is Madam Perry and Jeanette Lucas is on the phone, so introduce yourself.
4: Hello, I am Joshua.
1: And I'm Callie.
4: Oh, I know Josh (laughs) and
1: Callie. Okay, great. Good, yay. These are some of my favorite people.
4: Howdy, (laughs) howdy.
1: Hi. Um, so go
2: ahead, talk to me, Josh. Who am I talking to? Callie or Josh or both? Both.
1: Both. <laughs> they're on one call. Yeah. That's, they're on one call. <laughs> Yay! Let's do Get it together. Yeah.
4: <clears throat> okay. Um, for starters, uh, we are uh, part of our own paranormal ghost team, uh, known as Upstate Paranormal and Beyond, and we have a couple of questions that we might that we uh, have come up with to ask and uh, see okay. if maybe we can get some answers. Um,
2: okay. First off, Great. Uh,
4: one of the things is uh, what would you maybe suggest would be the best way to open up a conversation uh, with spirits in general?
2: Okay, well, I just want to say this. What part of South Carolina are you in?
4: We are in Spartanburg, South Carolina.
2: Okay. Um, just to let you know, my husband is uh, Eliza Pinkney's uh, relative. Do you know who that is? Pinkney, Lucas Pinkney. Not sure. No. Okay. All right. So the Lucases uh, founded Charleston, and so we go down there periodically. Well, I shouldn't say twice a year, but so I love South Carolina. Yay, Spartanburg. I haven't hit it yet. So. If I was doing a ghost case, I'm going, to t- I'm going to tell you honestly. The first thing I would do is look at a map and see what is surrounding the area. In other words, I'd landmark each and everything. Like some houses have a fire. Uh, some mm-hmm. Like there was a former fire from history, which you can go to the local library. And in the historical section only, and you have to talk to the librarian, it'll tell you if something terrible happened. So you're prepped. And I would go in and I before I would start, I would do all the historical first things first, like oh, there was a grave graveyard here three hundred yards over, and you can find out if it's a family graveyard or if it's a community graveyard, or the bad news is the courts graveyard where they hung people, okay so you mm-hmm. have all these different influencing factors, and then you got to find out if a pirate was involved in the area, um, people that were influential all right so Here's the thing. I would always go through the front door, but I would always do uh, zero degrees. And I use my magic word, show me, show me, show me. So I knock on the door like I'm respectful to them. And I said, hey, folks, we're coming in, and we're going to do an investigation. And for those of you who are from the past, and a lot of people say ghosts, but I think from the past, would like to talk Mm -hmm. to us, let's walk in the door and show us, show us, show us, us, um, you know, a room that's important to you, Part of your life that's important to you, show us what you look like, show us what was happening during your time frame, and then you have to give them the time frame. So if you know the graveyard is from the 1700s, you say, We understand there's a graveyard down the street from 1704 or something, okay? Or okay. you know there was a killing, a killing or a murder at this location. I would say, Okay, we understand there was either an accidental or, um, intended murder and we would like to get your side of the story and if it is your side of the story who are you the killer or the victim or the victim's family and i would i would break up in groups like the one group would be for the victim's family one group would be for the killer because they're scary people <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and, and of course take somebody who's strong to deal with the the scary people um I, you know again my name is chicken did, and <laughs> I, I would probably go in for the victim side of things. I, I just, I, evil stuff just creeps me out. Um, so <laughs> I would also try to find, there's one thing I've noticed a lot of ghosts come in where there is a closed well or a former well in the house, the house, because a lot, I mean, you guys have so much history. So a lot of times, for example, I did a ghost investigation at the home of George Washington's grandfa- granddaughter. And, um, there was an old well in the house and they took the top off for us to do the investigation and certain ghosts would show up. And then you put the top down because sometimes it got a little really creepy, like you got scratches. And so normally they kept the top down and it was acrylic. And when they did the acrylic, the children would come out because at one time it was bought for an orphanage. Another time it was bought by a guy who was a writer. I mean, on and on and on. But, um, I personally think it's really cool if you do those deer cameras outside of the house at every corner of the house and in front and in back of the house because there's Mm. stuff that you're going to get that – and I don't know enough about those things, um, but, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of video machines you could set up. But if you've got that Mm. graveyard going on, um, that's where I would definitely want to have a a 360 camera checking things out. Um, Does that help at all?
4: Yeah, it definitely does. <clears throat> and that kind of follows up my uh with a follow-up question. Um to mm-hmm. doing um, we list ourselves as hunters, but I was going to ask mm-hmm. um do you know if you have to have a license to be an investigator? Cuz I mean, we're we've heard that you're supposed to have a license to do investigations and we're kind of scared to call them investigations. So, could you maybe enlighten me yeah, a little okay. on that?
2: Yeah, yeah, sure I can cuz I'm a former PI. And in the state of Virginia, um, I mean, there are people on there on the, on the, the internet that say things about me. So a, um, document everything. I don't care who you are, what you are, document everything. Cause people will lie about you and say stuff. So first of all, mm. you're, you're, you're not doing an investigation. You're, you're doing a case, call it a case. And, um, uh, you know, I look up all the different terms of investigating. Do not use that word investigating, because in Virginia you can get arrested if you use the word investigating. If you're not a, if you're not a PI, okay. But here's the good news: you could find a lawyer who loves this stuff. And what he, what what you do is you go under his auspices in your state, which means you can go under his license and go in, and you're the investigation crew of blah 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 attorney, and he gets free advertising. <laughs> So there is a way to work around it. On the Casey Anthony case, um, I was just basically the psychic, okay? So mm-hmm. – um, and I have lectured for the, the uh, Florida uh, Investigators Association where over 500 people were there. So what I'm telling you is you can go in different ways. Um, you're just saying we're, we're evaluating this house. That's a great terminology. We're assessing this house. Um, But my magic word, show me, show me, show me, um, physicists have found for some reason there's something to do with the chant of show me, show me, show me, and they repeat it in your head all the time. You don't have to say it verbally. It increases the connection with the other side. Okay, that's one good thing. Regarding, I'm really glad you brought up licensing. Um, I got out of being a PI because I just, I was a female, and a lot of people didn't want to hire a female, And but my brother went to school with me and they wanted to hire him instantly paying 20 to 40 an hour. They offered me a job at like 550 back then or 750. And I thought, you know what? I'm not getting anywhere. I'm still a psychic. I've got the credentials as a uh, PI, but it's it's not real impressive. I mean, it's not. If you're former FBI and you become a PI, that's the way to work it. Um, But in South Carolina, you're just doing assessment. Just say, we're assessing, and that'll work, and you're not going to get arrested. Um, if somebody right. is, has got a, a corn cob up their tush, they're going to come over and try to arrest you because that's how they work. They, they're like, it, you irritate me for you, no known reason. Don't even worry about it. Secondly, if you don't charge, you give them a piece of paper you don't charge, and you want to hold harmless contract that you're not liable for any damages to the facility. You, if you tear down a flower, they could sue you for baloney. I mean, I keep seeing this on the internet. Um, for example, on, on some of my work, people go, Oh, Jeanette charged just five grand. I still don't charge five grand. I, I charge 500. And they added a zero. So you have to be really careful and precise mm-hmm. on being an assessor, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. have them sign everything. So I would do a contract to assess the, the environment. I would have a contract for home hold harmless, which means you can't get sued. And it's also a, a release. And then try to find anybody that is an attorney that is willing to put their name on the line for free advertising through the offices of Allen, Allen, and Allen, for example, and say, you know, we we have a you know we're under the auspices as a PI from that that company. I hope that helps, you know. Yeah. Um, but keep, keep a copy of everything. If they give you a check for being there, because they could even charge you for lighting and electrical once you leave. That's how terrible the, the system is right now.
1: It's like
2: yeah. gimme, gimme, gimme. Wow, okay. All right.
1: Yeah. Well that's that that is fantastic advice all the way around. And and um
2: uh-huh. uh
1: Josh and Callie, I want to thank you for calling in and wish you much success in your business and I hope that helped. And i oh, uh what Oh, good, good, good. Yep. I got one more call. And don't forget to I'll be sharing Jeanette's uh website address and everything. So you two I want you two to go to her website and check things and follow up on uh her work too and thank you both so much.
4: No problem, and we definitely will. Mm-hmm. All,
1: right. All right. Thank you guys. so
4: much, sweetie. Right. Bye Callie. Bye. All
1: right. <laughs> they are they are wonderful. Okay, so we got one I got another caller here and um Welcome, to Madam Perry Salon. We are talking to Jeanette Lucas. So, uh, welcome. Thank you for calling. And, and uh, introduce yourself, please.
0: Hi, Jeanette. My name is Stacy. How are you today?
1: Okay, so I can only hear Stacy. but is she on speaker
2: or is she on? No. I, I have... can't hear oh, very
0: have... well. Can you hear me... me better now?
2: A little uh, bit. So, it's a little muffled. A little so, bit. go ahead and, and hit us okay. up. What you got, Stacy?
0: Okay, yeah. So, I'm calling. Uh, my name is Stacy. And I am highly intuitive.
2: I'm I'm empathetic where I pick up... Okay, let me... Hold on. I couldn't hear. I can't hear. can you hear me better now? What about
3: now? Oh, that's better. better. Can you hear it better? Yeah, okay. Yeah.
2: Okay, so slow down when you talk, Stacey.
0: Okay. So I have a question in regards to picking up uh, energy from other people. It's starting to overwhelm me because... For example, I do phone work, and I can pick up energy from other people, like through conversations, through other people. Okay. And how do okay. I stop it? Because some of this is not even meaningful
2: to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so since we don't have a lot of time, I'm just going to throw this. To you. I'm going to throw you to the wolves. A, um, the reason you're getting so much energy right now is this is apparently the the period of Aquarius, so it's going to be more emphasized at this point in time. And then, secondly, um, are we near a full moon? or Are we not near a full moon? Yeah, what or
0: do you that? know? Am I near a full, yeah. a full yeah. moon?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Can oh, you hear me? Oh Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. So sometimes are we near one. Uh
2: huh. Okay. Sometimes when we're near a full moon, three days before, three days after, and the day of, you're going to get a bigger emphasis on perception. Now, regarding energy, what I tell people is you go to the sink after you're, you're done talking to somebody and wash your hands. And you say, I wash this conversation with cold water and, you know, of course, soap. I wash this conversation down the sink because you're done with that conversation. Does that make sense? Thank you. Yes. So then what you do is you go about your day and then you run into somebody at McDonald's who's a little snot and you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to go over, (laughs) I'm going to wash my hands, I'm going to wash that conversation and that negativity out of my body, and I'm going to wash it down the sink. And I know that sounds goofy, but I can tell you that you've now opened yourself up for good stuff. And then what I do is I say, show me the good stuff, show me, show me, show me the good stuff. And um, every time I deal with somebody new, Um, I just constantly do it all the time. I'm always washing my hands. Now, there's another secret that I have not mentioned to people. Um, I am writing a book, but I'm not there yet. I mean, you know, it's not in in the hands of the agent. But what you want to do is you can write information down and then close the book, which means you put a closure on the case or the closure on the person. Um, I did try to write up every day how many people I was talking to, and it just got to be too much. So that didn't work for me. So the sink situation does help dramatically. Um, and I noticed um, a lot of people are, because so many people are at home, and um, do you remember uh, Charlie Brown, and he had a little buddy by the name of, uh, the, what, the dirty one? Um, gosh, what was his Big name? Pigpen. No, pink. Was it Pigpen? Okay, so the human body is just like pig pen. Um, it's invisible electrical energy going around the human body, okay? And that's your electrical field, your auric field, that kind of thing. But it's highly it's highly connected to the seven chakras. So what happens is if you take your hand like a ballerina and you put it down near your below your vitals, <laughs> your female parts, and you take it just like a ballerina and you go up to the top of your head and say, I'm closing my electrical field, I'm closing my – chakras. A lot of times that will shut you down and then go wash your hands and start on the day. Typically, a lot of people don't realize that you're too open to too much. So try to shut that down as best as you can. If you need to, call me tomorrow and I'll give you some more pointers. But I think that it's nice to be sensitive, but other times it can actually make you mad or angry, or it can make you too delusional. So you do need to be a little careful on what you're picking up. You can say, well, that seems a little delusional, but then you think, wow, that could be, that could be a possibility. If it's too good to be true, it's delusional. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. right.
0: So glad I will call you. I'm so glad that you understand. I think sometimes it's just too much and it's so draining. Oh my God. Yes, it can be. Sometimes it's on the morning I get up. Yeah. It's too much now.
1: Yeah, you yeah, can't carry that with you.
2: Yeah, no. I, I, I. Ha, tomorrow's a writing day, so if I can't pick up, it means I'm on the phone with a client or something. But I'll call you back as quick as I can. Repeat your number twice, and, and I'll give you a couple more pointers to help you focus, focus, focus. But it could be, again, your chakras are all open. You need to close them, and you'll be fine. Okay?
0: Oh, my gosh, yes, I will
1: be calling you tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Stacy, sure, no Thank you to call in tonight okay thank you for taking my call i'm delighted to and please please um you know follow if you you feel like it follow or subscribe to the podcast and you know you can always listen to it free on whatever podcast platform you enjoy you can always listen to it free again as many times you want and get some of the other information that jeanette shared with people or uh or listen to the information the advice she gave you again and um and the website, reach ReachGenette, dot com is the website. Uh, she will be, I know she will definitely stay, she'll definitely be back uh, near the end of October for our Halloween special. And who knows, I might get lucky and get her back here again.
0: Okay, thank you so much.
1: Well, thank You're you. You're welcome. Very much.
2: All right, have a nice day. Okay, <laughs>
1: All right, Jeanette, that has been so much fun. Thank you so much. Hey, and, uh, all right, we'll talk to you soon.